Good afternoon. Welcome back. You're listening to The Word here on Ujima Radio. Miranda here through till six o'clock, head of the chart show. And coming up now, I'm really excited to have a live guest on the show, although it's on the phone. She's cutting edge leader. She's a counsellor of Ashley Ward. She was a primary teacher for many years. She's a community activist and she champions local issues. And now she's a magistrate and she's going to come and tell us about her experience being a magistrate and why she recommends it to other people. Good afternoon, Carol Johnson, and welcome to The Word. How are you? Good afternoon, Miranda. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for the invite. Absolutely my pleasure. It's been too long. It's been too long. Now, I think since you've last been on The Word, you have become a magistrate. How did this happen? How did you think, oh, I could do that? How did it come into your life? Well, actually, Miranda, I'm not one of the new magistrates. I've been a magistrate since 2000. And I'm actually one of the people that's helped to organise a new programme we're going to talk about. Great. And who devised the programme that was so successful in 2018. I'm sure you've got lots of questions about that. So currently, my role in the magistracy is I am the deputy bench chair across Avon and Somerset um, for all magistrates, of which we have 612. So that's my current role at the moment, and that's why I'm, I'm involved in the recruitment programme. And in particular, there's a real lack of diversity in the judicial system. Why did you think it was important to address that? Well, as I said, I was sworn in 2010, and I you know, could do as many sit-ins as you'd like care to think of and not actually bump into another BME um, magistrate and just to sort of illuminate that picture a little bit across Avon and Somerset we had um, recorded 621 magistrates out of which 20 identified as being black and 11 identified as being Asian and there were no other ethnic or cultural groups identified Mm. across the entire region. So that made a total of 31 BME um, magistrates out of 621, which, you know, to anybody, you don't have to be good at maths (laughs) to see that that's just not acceptable and is definitely not reflective of the communities that we are serving. So um, recognising the underrepresentation on the civic side and the overrepresentation within the bars, should we say. Personally, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, but for me, I always say start where you are, do what you can where you are and, you know, whilst you can. And I really felt that something needed to be done about that. And of course, when I became a counsellor in 2016, I then had a foot in each camp, if you like, and in some ways became a bridge between the two camps and working in partnership because you can't do these things on your own. I was absolutely delighted that the Marvin Rees, the mayor, agreed to work with the judiciary on a programme, devising a programme to increase the diversity of our magistrates bench and and that's how it was born when you're telling me that story it really reminds me of the the horrible stats we had about teachers and we've got some real champions of that like Aisha Thomas who are addressing those issues how long I mean it's a bit of a crazy question how long do you think it's going to take to maybe make the stats a little bit more equal well I wouldn't like to put a number on it what I would describe to you is that 
between, I think it was something like, and I have to check these figures, but it's something like 50 years between the first BME magistrate to the situation that we had in 2016, which was 31. Now, okay, 31 is more than one, but to have to go 50 years to create that is far too slow. So the jump in 2018 out of 33 magistrates that were sworn in that year, 11 were from BME backgrounds and were absolutely delighted because that's a third of that year's intake. And although 11 in itself is not, you know, an extraordinary amount, but given the the numbers that were previous to that and putting it in context it was a huge jump in a short space of time so the success of that program we're hoping to replicate this month and next month and hoping that we will be even more successful than in 2018 and if we carry on in that vein Miranda then I think that we will begin to make a dent in it and I think we have to accept that we are where we are but we've started the journey and we're not finished yet. Absolutely no with those statistics you're going to make a real dent into that very quickly I think it's incredible what you're doing. What kind of personality or what type of person or maybe even experience do you need to think about becoming a magistrate? Well, I'm glad you asked me that because even now people stop me in the streets or call me and, you know, ask me questions like, oh, but not even ask me a question. Actually, they make a statement and they say things like, oh, but you've got to have a degree in law, haven't you, to do something like that? Or you've got to be a judge, haven't you? And the answer is absolutely not. There is no preferred career profession you could be a shop assistant, you could be a postman, you could be, you could have a law degree, but it's not requisite for to become a magistrate. And in See, fact, that's fascinating. I had no idea. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just got excited. No, no I had no idea. Literally no idea. I thought you needed some kind of... No, this is so interesting. And you know what? The thing is, that's what this programme is so brilliant at doing, is dispelling the myths. And it's going to provide, and it has provided, the opportunity for people to hear the truth and to ask the questions that have been, you know, they've been wondering about for a long time. And, And I guess for us who are already in the magistracy, it's easy to forget what you're concerns were you know I've been a magistrate for 10 years now of course so it's good to have these conversations and absolutely not you do not need a law degree when you sit in court there are always well it's preferred that there's three magistrates sometimes we sit with two but it's normally three and you always have a legal advisor with you so that's the person that carries the law degree you don't have to have one I think with at the moment within the BME community the people who have become magistrates interestingly a lot of them have got some sort of law connection or law background and it's given an impression that you need to have that and you don't you absolutely don't you know you can work in pre-mart you can work wherever you want to what the magistracy is more interested in is your character which is what you alluded to earlier and I'll just tell you, there's six key qualities that the magistracy looks for. Good character. So, you know, they're looking for people of integrity. So I'll leave that there. Yeah. So <laughs> if you had a criminal record, you right. probably couldn't become a magistrate. 
can I tell you, that yeah. doesn't rule you out either. Because surely it would depend. So, so say I'd been done for shoplifting 20 years ago, would yes. that put me in a position where I couldn't apply? I would imagine it shouldn't no. do, but it might, you know. No. Right. I, I can absolutely confirm it would not put you out of the running. What the process is designed to do, the interview process is designed to do is to weed those things out so obviously you know we have things like enhanced dbs checks which we, you would have to yeah. have and those things would become apparent but what the interview panel and the magistracy are interested in is what happened you know why how you've processed that is that something that's become a lifestyle or was that a one-off thing that happened in your teenage that you've learnt from? And therein comes the, the good character and integrity. So it's more about your honesty, about, you know, declaring that and then being able to say, you know, what you've learnt from that and how that impacted. Absolutely. And there's so much. And I love the fact that you think that I was only a teenager 30 years ago. Bless you. <laughs> I'm a lot older than that. But no, but you're right because the people, you know, have maybe lived crazy lives. They might be yeah. better placed to actually be in these kind of positions. Can I just ask yeah. you what exactly you have to do in the role? We sit and imagine you there, you know, with your wig on. And I mean, is that what a magistrate does? And do you judge? And, and what tell us exactly? Exactly what you do we do judge obviously we don't have to wear a wig you can if you like but that's your personal choice <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> but that's not something that we say you must do now as i say we sit in threes or sometimes in twos we oversee um cases that the maximum that we could pack it up at ask for somebody to be detained within Her Majesty's right. services would be... <laughs> or get banged up, as I would say. <laughs> <laughs> would be six months, yeah? Oh. So that's the, the extent of how much we can... Um, anything beyond that, we would refer up to Crown Court, ah. which would be then seen before a judge and a jury. Okay. Now, um, the types of cases that we do try, you know, are span all sorts so you know it could be from common assault to parking and you know driving contraventions education welfare domestic violence you name it there's there's such a, a long list of um, types of cases that we would be asked to reside over but the good news is that we ha you know we don't just sit in a room and go well what what do you think we actually have guidelines so all our decisions are made using the guidelines that we have so for example something like common assault you know you'd get a different dispensation if you'd broken somebody's leg than if somebody ended up with a scratch down their arm obviously but those things are laid out for us to help us decide how much is how much the penalty would sure. be so you know that you've got that guidance as well you're not just left to your own sort of bias as a bme magistrate myself and having lived through you know the last 10 years in the minority what i would say is i'm so excited about this program always because i know the difference that you can make and i know miranda that when i'm sitting on the bench my sheer presence in the room changes everything because when we talk about things like unconscious bias etc 
it's called unconscious bias because it's unconscious. So unless it's something forces us to bring that to the surface, where there's no reason for us to address anyone to address it and nobody knows any different. But having somebody from a BME background in the equation sat at the decision making table and physically being seen showing up in the room suddenly people have to think about it's massively important massively important i did jury service only when i was just 18 i was really shocked that that i had to do it but still to now to my grand old age of xxx it's still the hardest one of the hardest things i've ever 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 had to do you know it was actually quite traumatic the decisions you are making will change and affect people's lives so you know and, and obviously that was something i had to do as my duty and i was proud to do it so yeah. this is something you've done for 10 years. Is it something yeah. you actually get paid for? Are you giving up your time no. willingly? No, you don't get paid for it. And it is a voluntary role, definitely. Right. You do get expenses. So you'd get your travelling expense. So whether you drive, you get mileage, or if you had to take a train or, you know, whatever you decided, you'd get that money back. And you also get um, an allowance for lunch as well, which is, I think at the moment, it's about £7.45 every time, plus your mileage for the day. If you have childcare responsibilities, although that is now assessed, there is a there is an allowance for that as well. So you can claim any childcare. Well, it's important that you're not incurring costs because otherwise people aren't going to come forward, are they? Also, you'd only get a certain... You'd only get people who could afford it. Absolutely. And then we're back to square one, aren't we? So. Yeah, so yeah, really interesting. For that, yeah. So, what happens to people? We're running out of time, and I could, I've got so many. I could talk to you all day. When we're over well, the pandemic, yeah, we'll get you back enough. in the studio because we still can't have live guests at the moment. So things are a little um, bit. Don't want to keep you on the phone forever. But if yeah. somebody's listening and they do want to follow this through and find out a bit more, what can they do? Brilliant. So we have got recruitment and online recruitment event that's coming up on Monday the 14th of September it's going to be between 6 and 7 30 we've got the mayor Marvin Rees the deputy mayor Asha Craig and also Peaches Golden who are going to do speeches and then also selected members of the judiciary to speak into and about the role and answer all the questions that you might have so you can come ready prepared with your questions and we can answer them online the mayor and the deputy mayor have also working in partnership with us are offering a program to support anybody who does decide to apply and the closing date for this round is the 20th of october so there's plenty of time to make a decision after the event on on monday and you get your tickets from eventbrite so just tap in bme magistrates and it should come up, recruitment online, it should come up. And they're offering support, a 10-hour programme across the, the next, you know, six, seven weeks to support anyone who feels that they need help with the application form filling. They've got further questions. And also the judiciary are supporting by offering opportunities to come in and observe in court. So you can find out about all that's on offer and ask all your questions 
give us the opportunity to dispel all the myths that are out there. And what I'd want to say is we're not talking about the girl or the man over there. We're talking to you. So we want don't want you to rule yourself out. We want you to attend on Monday 14th between 6 and 7.30. Come and at least listen before you make any decisions. And I really hope that you decide to apply whoever I think you you're going to be surprised with how many people are going to be joining you online. Uh, that would be no. a wonderful surprise. I'm yes. sure you will. <laughs> Thank you, Councillor Carol Johnson, for sparing the time today. We will definitely catch up soon. It's been a pleasure to speak to you as always. Thank Take you, care. Amanda. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you very much. Bye for now. Bye for now. So that was Councillor Carol Johnson talking about the BME recruitment for magistrates that's taking place at the moment. The Eventbrite tickets that you can get, you can literally just Google or go to Eventbrite and put BME recruitment for magistrates and the event will come up. Obviously, it's free. It's happening this Monday, 6 to 7.30. Peaches Golding, Marvin Reese, Asher Cray, Carol Johnson, they'll all be there. You can And you can answer all the questions you want. If I didn't ask it and you're thinking, oh, why didn't she ask that? It's because I've probably run out of time because I've got so many questions I wanted to ask. So go online and find out more. Maybe you will be our next magistrate. Wouldn't that be great?